0: Thanks for showing up two minutes late. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. You know, I'm the friend that shows up to brunch late, but in a great outfit.
0: And if you all could see my face right now, I clearly have a resting brunch face. And I'm not (laughs) impressed because I like to run on time. And Yate knows this. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Resting brunch face. We are your hosts, Erica and and Yate. And we are going to be talking about everything and anything from hot topics to current events, life in Toronto, you name it. And everything in between. There you go. To Rusting Brunch Face. This is episode number six, I think. Yes. We're going strong. And uh want to thank everyone for listening. It's been a pleasure reading your comments, getting feedback. You guys seem to like what we're talking about, so we're going to keep talking about it. Um, definitely want to talk about something that Gatte and I were talking about offline just now, which is she needs to start packing a month before her trip. <laughs> I don't understand. like explain this to me.
1: (laughs) So, okay. First of all, since the pandemic has happened, time is moving so fast and I'm afraid that if I don't like really start paying attention to a lot of these little details, the end of May will come. I'm not rushing May past by, by the way, I really want to enjoy May, but I just (laughs) know it's going to get so hectic. And then it'll be like the week before we leave, work is always busy, clients are busy. And then I won't have all the stuff. So, for instance, I've been talking about swimwear a lot, trying to, you know, again, I kind of grew out of my swimsuits or certain parts of me grew out of my swimsuits. So, I need new swimsuits. Yeah. (laughs) So, I ordered some from. Yeah,
0: that that takes time. That takes
1: time. Right? Like, it's just like little things like that. Like, it's not as if I genuinely need a month to pack, but like,
0: because I was just like, what are you talking about? You're, you need to pack. And you guys started packing. And I was like, it, your trip's in a month.
1: <laughs> I know. And now we're going to an extra spot that I'll, I'm not going to share until we're actually there. I think it'll just be a fun surprise. And okay. so now it's like, well, girl, like I had to get, I just did a real sharing. Like I had to get new sneakers because what I thought I was going to wear is good for just yeah. like being around the city. But if I'm going to be doing all this walking, I need like. You know, I need the orthopedic.
0: And like Adidas,
1: I got um, I got these New Balances actually.
0: Oh, okay. But you know, you New like, Balances the
1: is the orthopedic shoe. Like that's what they're known for.
0: That is true. That yeah. is true. But I did not buy. Like I am currently, for those who don't know, right now I'm in Argentina, um, and I did not have to get new shoes. Which is great. <laughs> I'm, doing a lot of, I'm doing a lot of walking. That's why I'm like, what about your Reeboks? And like these, I, I think they're. Yeah, Adidas, they're the ones that you have. I got them because you, like, you- The Stan Smith ones, right? It. Yeah, the Stan Smith. You no, know, I, the really, I because, okay,
1: the, what it is, is I don't buy a lot of shoes at a time. So I try to, like, to, like, minimum, to be more, like, sustainable and environmentally friendly, I try to buy, mm-hmm. like, a handful of shoes, maybe, like, two or three, and I just wear those out. So those Stan Smiths I had that I wore, like- Are done. Are okay. done. Like, oh, okay. I, I was, they okay. were done, done. Like, there's no cushion left. Uh, that was okay, okay, but, like, I really wrapped them up. So, yeah, so I'm not a shoe person. Like, when I talk about fashion and style, like, if you notice, I really just talk about the clothes specifically. <laughs> I don't really talk about, like, accessories a lot because I think a lot of that's to taste. Like,
0: you know, yeah. so, like,
1: I'm not a, like, you're not going to come to me to get, I can give you a lot of advice on jewelry and other accessories, but personally, I just care about the clothes. So as long as I have a shoe that like works well with multiple things, like that's how yeah. you know, I see it.
0: Like the That's what I've been doing thing. ever since like you gave me the idea to get these shoes. It's like, they yeah. work perfectly for so many outfits. Exactly. It's Again, like, just... plugging Yate for her <laughs> because your girl <laughs> always needs help. And she got me on these shoes and they look good with like, I wear them to work. I wear them out walking. I wear like they're, they're so versatile. I love exactly. them. Exactly.
1: Like it's worth it to That's why when it comes to shoes, like I you'll never see me saying like you need to buy this or that. Like in terms of like branding wise, you just need to find a shoe that works well for your life and your lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah. you only really need one or two. Like just I think when we talk about like how many items we own, like this is the first time in history that people have owned the amount of items they own for clothing. Yeah, like we it have was a lot.
0: We like, we agree the most. I think
1: there's for a stat sure. where it was like people in like the 60s and 70s owned 70s owned like 60 pieces
0: for their whole wardrobe. And for us, it's like normal to have hundreds.
1: Yeah. So like when people are like, "I have nothing to wear," I'm like, "That's not true. It's impossible." That is not true. Yeah. You absolutely, have something to wear. And if you do have to buy something, then I want you to buy something that's gonna work for so many things that like it's worth it to just buy one than buying three.
0: And you have no excuses. But I thought for me, if I find a classic piece, I will buy it in multiple colors <laughs> because I know it will work. And it's just like a staple. And I'm like, why not? Like, that's if true. I could totally have, honestly, that's why I loved having a uniform for high school. I know that's a very, um, controversial topic, I guess people are like, no, yes, but I loved having. How- having a uniform in high school it was so easy to get dressed for me like I just do pants or skirt long sleeve short sleeve vest sweater done shoes is where I could have some fun and they were always like back at the time in high school like those platform shoes I think they were like yeah the platform heels isn't that Um, what we're all wearing right now and which is what everyone's wearing now but that was it and I'm like I just like to keep things simple I don't want to think about like my clothing too much. Cause I think about, I have so much other stuff going on, like work and projects. So it's like, I do not want to spend more time than needed on getting dressed. It's just, I don't have that mental capacity. It's like yeah. Barack Obama does this thing. I mean, I'm not Barack Obama, but like he sticks to the same thing over and over, but he obviously is well-accomplished. And he prefers to use his time for other things, which is why there are people like Yate who can think about all this stuff and you get her to just style you and then you're good. Because I honestly still I have outfits that gave me that styling book that I still use today. And I just oh, that's so it. good. Like, that's I did the not whole really point. Get anything else. And I have to get another one made because I want to like have some more options. So we'll talk about that later. But Again, I am plugging Yate because she literally saves my ass all the time. Pardon the language, but she also stopped me for my wedding. So I am forever grateful.
1: Yeah. And also like uniform dressing is very common. It's not like an unusual thing. Yes, like very, very top people do it, but also regular people do it. And frankly, like, again just a generation ago Ooh. that was very normal <laughs> so,
0: it is, it's just so easy it's it is so and the easy.
1: thing is is you can look really good having a uniform because you like again like fashion and style and all these things come from within right so mm-hmm. as long as you're willing to put in the effort at the beginning just to create it like your uniform once you're done it's easy breezy you know you already yeah. know okay every two years I might need another blouse or another jacket or whatever exactly. you just go, you know which brand you like I can give you some other options as well in case that brand goes out of options like, you know you know if the <laughs> brand goes out of out of business or like you want yeah. like an alternative but yeah like it's uniform styling is super helpful
0: and you know once you it traveling out, I find for traveling, it's just so easy. To be like, okay, I look back at pictures and I'm like, that looked really good. Then do it again in the next location. Like, I don't need to have a million new outfits for every place I'm going because then that's just exhausting. I just have fun with the accessories. That's what changes. Yeah. Is like the clothing stays the same, the shoes pretty much the same. It's the accessories, like the bags or the earrings. Those are the big things I love to mix up. But yeah, I, I think say. you have yeah. a great yeah. earring
1: collection for sure.
0: Yeah, that's and that's
1: another thing that I realized so pre during the so I'm someone that also like edits my stuff a lot so Mm -hmm. I never if I don't like something I don't hold on to it I literally will just give it away to someone donate it like I'm not that person so I had done an edit of my jewelry and so now I have like barely any jewelry. (laughs) I've been on like, I've been like, literally when I tell you, I've been looking at, I looked at so many brands. My brain is like, girl, are you going to buy something? But jewelry as like a accessory to buy for yourself is so, I find it to be very challenging because it's like, Hmm. you know, you're, I'm trying to buy like pieces I'll keep for a long time. So that means that they're a bit more pricey. Like, and I'm just talking about even uh, Mujiri, like that brand or yeah. other smaller brands. And so it's just, you know, like, I'm like, okay, girl, you're going on vacation for two weeks. Like, do you really need to
0: revamp your whole? No, you don't. I totally overpassed. I'm telling you right now, like, yeah, you don't need to. You don't no, need to
1: but that's it. the thing, right? So that's why, like, again, I'm really like trying to f- figure all this stuff out now because by the time I get around to it mid month, like, we have to go back to office now, like twice a month. I might have to go yeah. back more than that. You know, people are going out more Ramadans over by the time y'all hear this. So like I can be out in the streets again, you know, I gave up a lot of stuff during Ramadan too. So, you know, like I, it's going to be busy and it's going to be a great month, but like, I just want to mm-hmm. make sure that I don't miss anything that's important. Right. So
0: yeah, I get it. I get it. And, you know, I care a
1: lot. Like, it's like, and I'm going in the carry-on. That's the key. So, I don't don't have that much space. So, I have to make sure that everything, you know, that I'm packing, like, is like A1 and I'm really happy with it. Also, you know, we're going to Italy and I was just, like, looking up, like, oh, like, how do Italians dress in general? Like, we know they dress well, but, like, overall. And, you know, like, I'm reading that they're not really into, you know, the short shorts and, like, the tank top. Like,
0: yeah, no, that's not, so, and I don't really... (laughs) you won't see that
1: like I definitely
0: dressed a certain way when I when we went to Italy um last summer like it's just it's it's a bit I want to say elevated it's cleaner it's more modest for the Mm -hmm. most part um modest but very stylish in a classic way I don't know everyone knows Italians they just they dress so well there and
1: yeah so I just want to make sure too like we're also going to be in like Tuscany so it's going to be hot so I want to make sure yeah. that I'm, I'm packing like stuff a that, hat. oh, I need to pack my hat and you already know, I have my choice of hats. I don't even know which hats to bring.
0: Yeah. You need a hat for sure. It gets hot there, but it's yeah. like, beautiful in the summer. So. so,
1: yeah. So, you know, I want to make sure that I look good too. Like there's nothing worse than being a tourist somewhere, but like standing out so obviously, oh, I'm not that to someone rob me. you know. imagine getting run up on on your italian oh that would be so embarrassing
0: (laughs) that would be yeah um... you never want to be that tourist Yeah, I don't want to be that tourist or traveler, whatever. I know there's a whole debate about this in the travel community, whether you're a traveler or a tourist, but whatever, whenever you're visiting. Really? What's
1: the difference?
0: Oh my gosh. So, okay. This is a whole other topic that I was hoping to save for another time, but we can just dabble in it right now if you guys are interested. Um, There's this whole debate in the travel community of whether you're a tourist or a traveler And a tourist, people say you hit the the big cliche landmarks of that destination. You go to all the tourist traps, you do all the touristy things. Whereas travelers, they like, they're pretty bougie. And I feel like a bit condescending towards tourists. I mean, I just call everyone a visitor. (laughs) Um, So like travelers will say like, they do things off the beaten track or they will stay in unique places. Um, they'll go into hole-in-the-wall restaurant. They make a point of being like in the local scene. And I'm like, I don't care. You're you're not at home, whatever. (laughs) Like you're not at home. I mean, you're still a tourist. I think, I think that's what I think. It kind of was just like, do whatever you enjoy and don't look down on people who, you know, for example, okay, a good example would be Paris. And in the travel... Community, a tourist would be someone who goes to Tour des Felles and then they go down Champ they eat Champ Chandelise which is very expensive and overpriced and like terrible food. Um, they will go to see, oh I guess Moulin Rouge is, is a classic, but like, they'll do all those touristy things, whereas a traveler is like, oh, I was in some far-off neighborhood that you can barely get to by the subway. Um, or they'll eat in this like nondescript restaurant, which may or may not be good. You never know, but they make a point of being like, I didn't go to any of those touristic touristy oh. places like, I was, oh, that's the complete opposite of what I thought it was going to be actually so that's that's funny yeah because- it's like are you a tourist or are you a traveler and I'm like I'm a visitor I just do whatever I enjoy and like whether it's maybe it is a tourist trap like for example in, our, in Buenos Aires it's like La Boca neighborhood it's a huge tourist trap but it's stunning I don't care those pictures are like that's, those buildings are amazing but then, like, as a traveler, I guess you could say, like, you know, I'm not staying in the tourist center. I don't know. But whatever. Yeah. Just do whatever you enjoy. And I just think this argument's so silly. And can you tell I'm already, like, I'm super, like, is so Erica's just, just, like, like it's like, so tiring. Gross.
1: I will, my two sense is, I actually thought it was going to be different. So I would say, for most everyone, when you're traveling somewhere where you've never been, you're a tourist. Because... You're not confident or comfortable enough in this space yet to just go off and do whatever, right? So you're going. Mm. You might not visit every, you know, major landmark, but you're definitely hitting some landmarks. You're definitely going to places other people have gone because it just makes sense, right? Like you've never been yeah. there before. Like I don't want to. Something
0: we want to see, like the yeah. Listen, Why
1: not? when we went to when we went to Paris, I was in heaven. As someone who has taken Francaise their entire school career and gone yes. through all those textbooks of course the minute I get to freaking France I'm gonna go to every single place that I read the textbook <laughs> like it only makes sense right I didn't study French for like 18 years of my life 20 years of my life to not go to Eiffel, St. Um, Versailles, all the like are you dumb of course I'm yeah. going to those places and shame on anyone that shames people for doing that like it's just, I think, well, oh, and I this just is. Like look at these
0: comments, and I'm just like, I just roll my eyes and keep it moving. But this goes, like, to I I no larger, this goes to a larger, this goes to a larger
1: conversation about people wanting to feel like they're special, right?
0: Because this is superior to others. That's and Superior, thing, like,
1: yes, and people. superior because you know, for instance, um, foodies, right? Like that, that went from being something like, oh, you know, we're gonna try all these different food things, to being snobby, to being like, yeah. I only buy $14 loaves of bread. Or, oh, you would eat, you you want to eat at Sud Forno? Like, that's not even Italian, really. You have to yeah. go here. Like, it just, like, let people enjoy. And I think there are, there's a group of people in this world, in society, that they can't enjoy something unless they feel it's exclusive. So just like on the wave of being a tourist and being a traveler or a visitor, and we'll have to get into that more because I'm, I'm very curious. But again, I, I stand by my thought that some people just need to feel superior to others in order to yeah. enjoy things. But something that comes up a lot with travel is the different practices of tipping when you go to other countries. And, yeah. and while this is not the exact it's something that's been coming up and me and boo have been talking about it a lot recently which is you know throughout the penny a lot of us were doing takeout and getting delivery so you know a lot of people were reminding people to make sure you tip your delivery people right because it's like a health hazard they're coming up to your door
0: and it's a lot of extra
1: work 100% like I 100% agree and great so um, one of the things, though, that's been happening recently that's had me stumped um, is that, you know, I'll go to get coffee and I'll just, you know, you're getting like a $3 coffee and then you go to pay with your debit card and it will say tip 10%, 15, 18. Or, you know, you go anywhere for takeout now where you're picking it up. So, like, you've gone mm-hmm. in to pick up that item and it's asking you to tip. And pre-pandemic, <laughs> I was under the impression that if you were doing takeout, but you picked it up yourself, you weren't tipping.
0: I was under the same impression because I'm the one going to get it. And so what am I tipping you for? Like, I'm not using your facilities. I'm not sitting at a table. I'm not taking up space, which allows you to have other patrons in the restaurant. Um, Yeah, I, so I that was reading. Wow.
1: I was reading this article on The Grub, which is like a another magazine website under the New Yorker, and mm-hmm. it was this small business owner who has a takeout counter, and she mm-hmm. automatically added a twenty percent tip to all takeout.
0: Twenty percent—that's ridiculous.
1: Twenty <laughs> percent, and you normally don't pay twenty percent on a dine-in meal unless it's a large group. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, sure, like incredible. The service was like top notch. And you're just like, I cannot find any fault. I'm so happy with the service. And yeah, I'll definitely be very generous, but 20% on takeout. Uh, no. <laughs> so I, so throughout the article,
1: she just talks about how, like, regardless of if they're in, in person or it's takeout, the person, the people doing the work are still doing the same amount of work, right? Like the barista still doing the same amount of work to make your latte right or the people in the kitchen are still doing the same amount of effort to make your burger if it is right um Mm. and I acknowledge that right like I do think that ultimately people should be paid a fair wage for their work and we everyone knows at this point in time like wages have not kept up with inflation and everyone's feeling it right now in particular like not post-pandemic but like endemic I guess they might call it like
0: I'm not sure the yeah. correct terminology. Yeah. Endemic. Well, from pandemic to endemic, it's slowly going. That okay, way.
1: we're we're still in the panini, but not, but almost endemic, but not quite.
0: So IP, right we're the wave, basically. Yeah.
1: So, like, I get it, but then you're the business owner. Why wouldn't you just increase the prices by twenty percent? Then, like, why? Why is twenty percent?
0: That why is it. Why are
1: you passing on that cost? To me, as a separate line item, because even now, like when you go on, when you go on Uber Eats, there's like so many extra fees. There's a service fee. There's like this other fee, and then I'm still tipping on top of all of that. And again, like it's a privilege to have takeout and like be able to pick up, you know, takeout and all of these things a hundred percent. But I do kind of feel like, wouldn't it just make more sense just to increase the price across the board? Because I'm going to tell you something. If I were a 10, 12 hour day, which happens to me rather regularly and I'm hungry and I don't want to cook, I will pay the $40 for the takeout food. That's only worth $20 because it's the convenience. Mm -hmm. So like the idea that people won't purchase your food because it's more expensive, but you're, but I should pay 20% after the fact, like it doesn't really
0: click and add up to me. Yeah. I just wish prices were, I know this is unpopular. Some people will disagree, but I'm like, just raise the prices and then don't include tipping. But I know there are people in industry who will vehemently argue with me about this and that tipping should never be banned and yada, yada, But I'm just like, well, I don't know. 20% tip is on takeout is a lot. And I feel like tipping, you tip when the service is good. You tip... When service was okay, like you, you know, it's decent, and you did your job. But like, what am I tipping you on if I'm literally coming to get the food myself? Well, also and I I understand like she's like, you know, the staff, I get what you're what she's saying in the article too. It's like the staff they're doing the same job, but there's also a component where they're not really serving me. <laughs> like you take out the waitress, like or waiter, like they're not serving me at all. Um, I don't know, I just wish we just didn't have tipping. I wish prices would be like would provide, um, a living wage to all the employees. And then, you know, the customers wouldn't be saddled with this, like responsibility for basically paying living wages to someone else's employee. Like that just blows my mind. Well, because I didn't know that legally, like the
1: minimum wage for like weight stuff and like those people is actually lower than the regular minimum wage like they have a different minimum wage scale right, and I
0: don't understand that so like, I, I that think
1: that's I that. absurd like they should just get minimum yeah. wage as everyone else because it's still jo- a work like you're still working um yeah. so I, that I, definitely needs to change but also I just think that like most things if your restaurant can't afford to stay afloat if you pay people fairly then like, are you really doing a good job? I know margins are like ra- razor thin and this and that, but genuinely, if, if the prices just all went up uniformly, like you would still have customers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, especially when it comes to takeout, I'm normally getting takeout because I didn't prep you know, on the weekend to make my food for the week. And now it's like Thursday and your girl's tired. I just want to take out. But the thing that makes this so interesting is because, you know, I feel like you're seeing tipping for so uh, such a wide array of services now that I'm like, I'm not really sure anymore. I Actually, my massage therapist that I go to, I asked her because I was really confused because, you know, you'll go to a spa and some spas will have a registered massage therapist do your treatment for you but then they'll also ask for a tip but then when I was yeah. seeing my my registered um massage therapist yeah. Leslie, yeah Leslie amazing I've been seeing her for like years she um she didn't never like it never never came up so then one time I was like you know what I'm like Leslie we're like kind of cool you've been we've been together you know five years now um <laughs> like am I supposed to be tipping you <laughs> no there's a reason why my price is the price so that's not an issue and I'm like oh, okay yeah.
0: thank you that's so weird I wish it was a standard because some massage therapists like RMTs they do they ask for a tip and it's kind of like awkward because I you know they're as allied health to me it's like when you go to a physiotherapist you don't tip a physiotherapist you don't tip your chiropractor so why are you tipping your RMT like it's all pretty physically intense work across the board. So I, I just don't understand like why this one group feels like they should get a tip. But again, there's probably a massage therapist out there listening to this, who was just like shouting at us because they're like, I deserve my tips. But yeah, like I, yeah, don't, yeah, I like this like, is the thing. Everyone wants a tip nowadays. Everybody wants a tip. And I'm just like, okay, something has to give. Like, And I, I like traveling to or touring countries <laughs> where tipping is not part of the culture because why the company or the business owner pays a living wage. Just, it just gets through really that awkward moment where you're like, "Do I tip? Do I not? How much?" And the you know the server is looking at you and you're looking at them and you're just like, "I don't know what to do." <laughs> it's a
1: Spider-Man oh. meme. You're just like,
0: "Yeah, exactly." You just everyone's looking at each other awkwardly. You're just like, "I like knowing when I in certain places. If there's no tipping, I'm just like, great." I purchase my food, get my order, and then I walk away feeling good knowing that that person who made my meal and all the staff in the restaurant are able to still have a living wage and survive in the country. So something, I don't know, it's, maybe it's a North American thing, but its I just wish it would change. Well,
1: there. I mean, I did look into this more and I could probably talk about it for a long time, but um, I know like tip-based jobs, at least in North America, came about when uh, the enslaved were freed, right, as mm-hmm. a way for, like, cheap labor still. Um, I'm not sure if people have watched the show The Porter on CBC, but uh, that's, like, based on real history in Canada and in the States yeah. to some extent as well, where Black people were porters on the train system because that's how people... that what, Train travel was was the luxury back, back, back yeah. in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, part of the reason why so many... Uh, black people wanted that job was because it paid with tips and they would get paid well because they couldn't find jobs that would pay well well yeah right so like if you think I mean I'm, I'm sure that's not the I'm, I'm sure that's not how tipping began but if you think about it from that perspective then it's always been a job that's never going to pay a fair wage mm-hmm
0: but then so, the potential for tipping is huge.
1: Yes. But the thing is, is I'm not going to tip you, like tipping 20% for a burger is, abs- is a bit absurd.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. Right. So I just want people I to think it. about that. Like, I know there was a couple of restaurants some years ago, pre-pandemic, uh, or BC before COVID, uh, <laughs> that, uh that were doing like no tipping and they were paying a fair wage. Again, restaurant being a restaurateur is not an easy business, even in a place like Toronto where everyone's always going out to eat, like,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. it's not easy
1: to do. So we're not trying to say that like, it's not a hard job to own a restaurant and run a restaurant by any means, but it's just like, if everyone agrees that people should be paid fair wages and like, then when you increase your price, but I know I don't have to tip, it's a psychological aspect of it, right? It's like if text was included in everything and you knew like this was $40 and it's just $40, like psychologically, you feel like you're saving yeah. money. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's all right. game And yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I okay. agree. Well, tipping, I guess it is what it is. And, but I'm not putting 20% on like a takeout order. It's not happening. I just- Especially if you're picking Especially with these gas prices. Are you kidding me? <laughs> on top of using my gas to come get the meal, you want me to give you 20%? No. <laughs> Unpopular opinion, but it's not happening. No. For like Uber and stuff, I do tip. I try to tip. At yeah, Uber definitely. I tip because...
1: They'd Depending on what it is, ten to fifteen percent. One time, this man literally left my pizza in the lobby on the floor. <laughs> oh. I no. when I say I took the, the, te- the tip back swiftly,
0: I was like, oh, "You don't know have goddamn mind." So I ordered it here in Buenos Aires, and the delivery guy took my dulce de leche mousse. He gave no. me
1: half of Yes,
0: <laughs> I was so vexed about that because I was like the description was just like this decadent dessert and I'm like I really want to try it and I was actually being very lazy I just wanted convenience I was busy working so I had it delivered and I did put a tip on there and I'm kind of pissed that I did because he stole my Dolce de leche mousse I was not pleased yeah some of these drivers delivery drivers are doing the most but some of them are great Some of them were amazing and they deserve their tips. They work hard. I've seen some of them like in the snow, rain, just hustling to get people their food. So yes, absolutely tip. Don't be stingy on that front. But when you go for takeout, hey, if you want to give 20%, that is your business. No one's going to judge you. I'm sure the restaurant owner will love you, but it's not for me. And not for Yate, clearly, because I can see her face right now.
1: Not on my little, you know, not on my boba tea. I'm sorry. Like, y'all, y'all are actually. Can you imagine? Y'all have lost your mind. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. 20% <laughs> it, fresh.
1: <laughs> not only that, now they don't even give you a plastic straw anymore. So now I have to drink my boba in a rush so the straw doesn't melt.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I know. First of all, problems. All right. <laughs> wanted to talk about
0: our one of our one of Netflix's best series yes the mess the best mess I love watching my favorite kind show. of mess I'm a girl. I'm boss
1: <laughs> our favorite real estate uh uh you know real estate brand the Oppenheim Group Selling Sunset Selling Sunset this season is so good was this season okay so can we just agree that if Christine
0: wasn't on the show what would these people talk about I'm sure they would find something else but she definitely commands the attention she is so toxic and problematic but there's like and everyone gets sucked into her drama all the time but like I have a lot I, I feel like okay With Christine, she needs therapy. She really needs to work on herself. Like, yes, we all know that she married for money. That is clear. Oh, maybe you find her husband attractive. It looks like she married for money, right? And she wants a certain lifestyle. Cool, whatever. She owns it. But the way she keeps going after everybody else constantly, I'm just like, leave it alone. It's almost tiring. Um, And then trying to have this new... Agent Chelsea as her BFF, all of a sudden, like basically, they look like Sharon Dion from Clueless when they're walking around. That's how they come across. Like, I loved it. I I love the outfits and the fashions, like, Sharon Dion 2022. Like, it's great, but they're so petty. Okay, well, Christine is petty. Chelsea actually closes deals. That's the thing I don't think enough people are talking about. Like, Chelsea actually works. And she's made some solid deals. So she is, I think she's probably going to be the one who's going to be the strongest agent in the Oppenheim group. Um, but Chrishell seems to be doing pretty good too. Oh my God. Can I
1: say, I actually, Chrishell did so much that I just dislike her now. Like, I'm sorry, you just started dating your boss and now you're telling him who we should hire and fire?
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that she was doing this season where, okay, um yeah a lot you of want things. to talk about it by like by agent because that would probably be no by agent yeah it'd probably be easier so like christine we all know is toxic and crazy and lives in her own world and makes up things and, and lies and bad mouths davina ba- literally bad mouths every agent to every other agent. okay but davina like, I want okay, to say- okay, Let's finish with Christine. Let's finish with Christine. Badlands <laughs> everybody and then turns around and plays the victim when people call her out for being a bully. And it's just kind of, now I feel like that storyline is really running into the ground. Like, okay, Christine, like you obviously have issues. You need to go work on it. Please do it off camera with a therapist. I'm just, I'm kind of over Christine now. Like, I love her fashion. She is snarky, which is entertaining. But then like, she's so toxic that it's just like, this is the same thing over and over. I'm over it. Davina, however,
1: I talk about needs Davina latte me?
0: as her stylist. That's what Davina needs. Davina, Davina
1: dresses like she dresses in the dark. I don't know who is helping her with her clothes, if anybody. But even the stylists in store are not that bad. So yeah. either she's not going to places where, like, because if she was going to the higher end brands, those stylists will try to get you to buy stuff but they like it's not in their interest to make you look bad because you want repeat sales so they're gonna try right. their best to help you she must be going to those rinky dink boutiques because everything she wore looked out of place for the like the event
0: in general
1: faith? she looked uncomfortable like yeah she, and then like thirdly just overall it's like she she is like christine was right she is trying to fit in she like at least, the reason why christine why i like christine is because she's a villain and she knows she's a villain and she knows her role on the show is distortion because people need to remember yeah. on a reality tv show if everyone was nice and liked each other we wouldn't be watching it you need no, every reality tv show you've watched always has a villain love is blind one jessica love is blind two i forgot her name Let's like in real housewives of uh, Atlanta for a minute it was Kim Zolziak then it went to Nini was kind of like the villain you know yeah. and and like I get that.
0: yeah but like Davina just needs
1: yeah yeah Davina so what,
0: Davina's bad
1: at her so okay so
0: clothing wise he's terrible uh, at her job let's be serious like that deal with like what's his name Roman or Adenan, what's his name Anan yeah Adenan. The guy, he pushes bricks. You can't tell me otherwise. That man <laughs> is moving something, right? Um, and the, I think it was like a $70 million house. $75 million that dollar thought, house that
1: she thought she was going to sell after selling yeah. nothing.
0: After selling nothing for like, what, four seasons? Like we're still waiting for her to actually close on something. And she really thought she could do it. Of course she didn't. And now... He gave her, she went back crying to him and was like, I really want to like show you, I can do this. So he gave her a lease, which is fine because real estate, a lot of real estate agents start with leasing and then work their way up to the actual sales. But most often you don't go from sales down to leasing, you go leasing to sales, you move up, not backwards. So for Davina, this is like a step down the ladder, in my opinion. Um... Oh. And now she's getting a lease, like that's what, 30000 a month or so. And I don't think she's going to be able to lease it. I really don't. She doesn't have any clients. She's always struggling. And she doesn't even know how to handle a very insane client, like that lady who was like, I want to- Can we talk daily, about that? Enjoy my property. And I'm like, well, why did you get the listing going? Why are you doing all the paperwork? Why are you telling you to get the photographers if you want time to sit in your house? Like, Why are you like stringing Davina along? And then she was just like, I really think I need 30 days to enjoy this house and you're pressuring me. This is not working. And I was like, this is a whole man. Like Davina should have like, I would put my foot in that girl's behind. But then Mary also was a terrible manager. But like anyways, like- Can I say my part on that
1: though? Davina is an absolute dummy. And that's why she does. I'm not even the best at sales personally, but uh, where she went wrong with that, as someone who's worked with clients, for a long time in person and also like at higher levels if you're dealing with a client and they're like dodging you the solution isn't to bomb them with emails and constantly follow up with them you pull back because ultimately you're also in a business to sell things so if you if me and you spoke and we're talking about setting up photo shoots for you know the following month and all mid-month you ghost me all right, dude, I am busy too. I'm going to go work on something else. And then when you come back to me, I'll say, well, you know, I sent you the required paperwork and the emails and you didn't get back to me. I so I never
0: heard back, from you. Never heard back from you.
1: So I went to another client. The problem was, is Davina okay. so desperate that people know, when people can sense your desperation, they're going to play game with you. Especially people okay. at that level. Like people, when I've dealt Good with point. clients with okay. lots of money, like this isn't a business side, right? Like they... They, they, they want to feel special, but they also need to like. You kind of have to. I don't want to say diss them, but you kind of also have to be like, dude, like you're not my number one person because people with a lot of money—they're
0: not that special, but like yeah. also like special at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's a little game you gotta play. And first of all, that woman renovated a house that didn't even need renovations. Like the house before, right, was fine. Like she
0: win. just, she she just had money.
1: She has money to burn,
0: and she just wanted to do a project, and so bored. she like did this. That <laughs> doesn't even, I, in my opinion, it doesn't even look that good. The Reno, but hey, yeah, it's so it's a weird, it's a terrible looking Reno. It's too like kitschy. And yeah, and then yeah, so Davina is
1: out, like, seems desperate, and Mary should have never been put in a position to manage because she's not neutral enough. And even with clients, she does like with that lady, sh- there are so many points where she should have intervened to be like, actually, like, this is how this works. And Davina was doing her due do- like she could have stood up for Davina a lot more in that. A interaction. Whole lot more. She Instead, she just amazing. sat there and let this woman like rip into her. And then Davina looks hell, hella unprofessional
0: because she's like arguing back and forth with this woman. For what? <laughs> like, can we just end this whole conversation? Like this entire scene it was just cringe. And I was just like, this needs to end. Like, you're not getting the deal. She's moved on. She's over you, Davina. And Mary is useless as a manager in this situation. Can we talk
1: about Mary now? Because I have several thoughts. One, Mary and uh, roman they actually had an interesting storyline. And I'm mad that they didn't pursue the storyline on the what show.
0: What was the storyline?
1: The fertility thing. Oh. Wanting to have a baby. Yep. Roman clearly wants a baby and she's been dodging it. And then when they, um, and then, so she was supposed to start the treatments, but then they promoted her and she said it was a bad time. And then there's the whole Isn't thing like 45, like Yeah. And then there's this whole thing about purchasing a property because she bought some property and Roman didn't know about it. Like, that's what I mean by they make, they make Christine, like Christine is not a good person, but they also don't have to feed into it. But the problem is, is that there aren't enough other storylines to make. To not so, have that be the focus, and right. her little drama with romance and this baby thing, and clearly they like her position of being able to buy stuff without having to consult him. That's a I good storyline.
0: That that should have gone on for a little bit longer. I wanted to see the conversation when they were back home that evening about her buying a house or putting an offer in on a, a, a was it two at least two three million dollar home, and did not say a word to him kidding me are you like that was so ridiculous and I feel for the guy I don't like him but in that instance I was on his side because that was just really inappropriate like, he's gonna go buy a house and not tell your your spouse like that I can't even imagine there I think I, would be out if I did that <laughs> I would be surprised if they like stay married for a long time I'm surprised they are still married I thought they would have been divorced by this season because it's just not like he's clearly her boy toy. And he she is his like uh sugar mama, base. That's all it is. And I need them to just be honest about that. Like they're trying to build this life and have a family and a business. And all. I'm like, no, you guys know what this is. We all can see it. Like he's using you for your money. You're using him for sex. Let's just let's be, that's that's it. Yeah. What else is he good for? He doesn't. He can't hold a a good conversation, and like, he doesn't really have much of an opinion, if you notice. And honestly, what kind of guy is okay with your fiance's ex boyfriend hosting your engagement party? That's just weird. He obviously doesn't even care. Like, are you serious? I can't imagine like asking Boo like, Hey, we're engaged. Well, when we were engaged oh, let's have a Jack and Jill party. And I want it. And, and, you know, my ex is going to host it. Are you kidding me? One, I'm not friends with any of my exes. But two, that's just like ridiculous. That's insane. And host at his house. Jason had it at
1: his house. It was so strange. And Jason also calls Mary babe still. So there's, and, they and we can get together. to that. But so that was one thing. And then also Mary as a manager is just like, so she's clearly good at her job. I think as a real estate agent, if she's able yes. to put offers on other houses for millions of dollars. So I think yeah, she's, she's good at her good. job. Yeah. But I just don't think that she's uh, in the context of the show, she's not a good people manager at all because you're clearly like biased you know. against other per- people and I liked when Chelsea called them out. Like we were at a client event and you're having an argument in front of in front of potential other realtors or potential clients, like how unprofessional are you? And to be frank, Christine doesn't say anything that crazy, but she has these girls so triggered that it doesn't matter <laughs> what she says, they like lose their, they lose their minds. And I mean, because what does Christine actually say that's like so bad that you
0: would be arguing with her at a work event? Well, yeah. Right? Like everyone says she's yeah. a bully and she lies. Okay, well, but, no. Like, no, 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 no. There was one thing she did do to Chriselle. She actually was like apparently bad-mouthing Chrishell's mom who had actually who had passed away to the press. At that event. Oh, to the press. To the press. She was talking about Chrishell's mom who had already passed to the press. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. mean, I can't say for sure if it's bad-mouthing, but she was, you know, it was just inappropriate. Right.
1: She's and so on, she publicly and said that something. is
0: just horrible.
1: Right. So, but is the right time to address that at a work event? oh absolutely not like no that right? was terrible to and like, that was I the would, thing that Chelsea what, said like, that I was like thank goodness someone has some sense like if you don't like her and she said sh- horrible things to you you shouldn't talk to her for one but if we're at a work event why are we arguing also can we move on to Amanza so I feel like Amanda was threatened by their, a new Black person being there because she was like the token really?
0: black. I didn't think so <laughs> you didn't think so no I don't think so I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I was- I like- think she's- No, I don't think it's because she's Black. I think it's just a new agent. There was nothing that came off was like, I'm the token Black girl and- No, no because why be- did she start that argument with Christine then? Like, she's never done that
1: before. And all of a sudden now there's another Black Probably because
0: character. the producers on the show were like, you need to do something or else we're going to take you off. <laughs> <laughs> because her storyline is kind of like, yeah, single mom struggling- you know with two kids and the father who goes to them and that storyline has been going on and on and on and on and we got it like we understand uh Nanza like this is her struggle this is her story but like i just want to see beautiful homes i know that your ex is a deadbeat i know that you have single like single custody of your kids you know being a single mom is very very hard exactly yate is yawning that's how boring amanda's storyline is keep it moving sell some homes i just want to see beautiful properties and crazy over-the-top outfits oh my god Let's let's talk about people not selling vanessa vanessa i was really disappointed i thought she was gonna come in like she seemed so strong and then she fell in love and she got digmatized and that was that that's all it was yeah. Sorry, I, this, but, oh, uh... I found out that they actually got engaged
1: though. Ah, okay. Like, well, good. Yeah. So at least it wasn't just like a TV
0: romance. Like they, she actually got a, boo Oh no, her. it seems, it seemed real. It, he seemed uncomfortable on the TV. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm no. happy for her, but yeah, I was I mean, disappointed. That she really didn't sweet. Sell I
0: just wish, I wish she would sell something. I wish she would get back to the job that she's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. but let's move on to well, quickly, we'll cover Heather. She got married at the end. Um, you know, the guy
1: she married was like big on HGTV with his wife, right? Yeah, like I know. He,
0: and then they had like- They this had to cancel work. that show because they can't keep working together. That's so weird. I ain't gonna be working with your ex. I don't know the if they do the show together, do they? They did do the show together, but it was canceled because they're like, this just isn't working like that. Like it's awkward like yeah they went through a divorce he's on another show with his new fiance now wife and it's just weird so Heather got married and that's about it that's about it she looks nice in her bridal shower outfit I liked that outfit. yeah yeah her fashion's been good this season it's been good
1: oh okay let's talk about Emma and those dry ass empanadas oh my god
0: I don't know why she keeps pushing the empanadas. I don't understand. Because it's a business and why not? They're in Costco now, so good for her. But yeah, Emma, okay. You know what? She's a good agent. She makes deals. She has the clients. The guy that she's somewhat flirting with. That was cute. He was cute. Not going to lie. I was like, he's pretty easy on the eyes he's not a bad looking guy at all and does mezcal and oaxaca the fact that he even knew oaxaca bonus points
1: (laughs) bonus points on erica's board for me i felt like he was um i i felt like he was i like when men that are interested are like obvious about it and i like seeing that like i liked that he was just like
0: i like you um, and had this whole romantic dinner set up for them. I was yeah. like, girl, you don't. <laughs>
1: I hope, I hope, I hope they chat. I hope they chat a bit, you know, because he seems like a winner and like you're, and he's like building homes and sold them to like other famous people. Like, I girl, know. that's, 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 a, that's a perfect like kind of, that's the perfect kind of husband because one, he has, money, he has money, yeah. but he's not in the front. So you never have to worry about like, if he was an agent, like the guy that her and, um Christine were arguing mm-hmm. about the previous season like clearly he was yeah. a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right but this kind of guy is like good it's like he's good looking he builds things so you know he's useful around the house um you know he's like has money so what he does and he's not in the spotlight so you don't have to worry
0: about like and him no, why he's on the show time. yeah yeah <laughs> so I think he's a good catch you should definitely if she's smart she will go for him but Knowing Sally said she'll mess it up and there'll be a whole storyline for the next season or something. I hope not. I
1: hope we find out they're dating and like they're dating for like a year before the next season or something. Also, I think that- they just.
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say like, just a side note. I I don't know if anyone else has like thought this, but Brett's girlfriend looks like Mary with tattoos.
1: Oh my God. Can we talk about how he was upset on
0: vacation
1: that no one was like- talking about him and his new boo the same way they're talking about what's his face and I didn't even get that I was
0: just like, was what? like, was
1: like how old are you maybe maybe he's just tired of hearing Chrishell 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 like
0: maybe his brother's brothers but door. like
1: but Brett's yeah the girlfriend new girlfriend
0: Brett Brett looks like not new she's not new she's been around for a few years if you go on his socials she's been there from like time but she literally you put Mary and her next to each other they look almost the same. She just has tattoos.
1: Maybe Brett was interested in
0: Mary, but Jason got there
1: first. And so he just- I, was-
0: Honestly, the resemblance is uncanny. It's just too much. There's actually a picture online of Mary and that girlfriend next to each other. And I'm like, they, mm, hmm, okay. You see what Brett wanted. Also,
1: she was just so weird. Like she didn't say, when she did talk, it was just like a really awkward, like big teeth smile. And then she just like, add like ad libs, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think she just doesn't want to be really on TV, but because they're on this like couples trip, she has to do it. Cause you really haven't seen much of her, um, which is fine. She doesn't have to want to be on there. Not, yeah, I honestly, like
1: Chrishell and Jason was like such a PR couple. Like they clearly, there was like no romantic spark between the two of them. And all she did was
0: complain about work. No, all she did was complain about work and her eggs. Yeah, and, like, and that confused right? me too. Like, kind of it confused me too
1: with Jason. Like, I thought he was a bachelor, like him and his brother, he seems like just like someone that's a bachelor that just wants to be with like the next good looking woman that's younger. Yeah,
0: and Now he's like, do you think about having kids? And it was like, no, I don't want it. But you know what, you know, let's be honest. We ask men to be transparent and honest when they want something. And he was honest with her. He's like, I just don't see it. And instead of stringing her along, for you know how no who knows how long. He was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not something that I want. I've thought about it, and that's that. And so he was willing to just let her go. But I think that was that was pretty respectful on his part. Yeah, so I think so. There's not a lot of people also- do that. Like there's definitely men out there who will stay with someone and they may have a different view on like having children from their partner, and they will not tell them. It'll be like years down the line, and the partner's like, I want a kid, I want a kid, and the person's like. Actually, I never wanted one. And now you, you know, it could have been like five, six, 10 years. And then the woman unfortunately, the most times is like, crap, I've missed my window. So I'm kudos to Jason for being honest and just saying it's not for me. End it.
1: Yeah. I just feel like this season, Krishel came off as not so
0: nice, desperate in a way, and obviously Very desperate. annoying. Why is she talking to everybody about her fertility plans? She's literally talking to every agent about her eggs. Like everyone, she's like, yeah, we're thinking about it. Yeah, we're thinking about it. Yeah, we're, we've gone to the doctor. I'm like, can you keep anything to yourself? I mean, okay, yes, it's a reality show, but like, does it every, you have this conversation with everybody? No, I thought it would just be like a thing with like her and Mary at most,
1: but she mentioned it a yeah. lot. Can we uh, pour one out for time. Maya? Finally retiring from the show. Oh yeah, Maya's
0: <laughs> like, adios.
1: At least she always dressed well. And
0: she was like the sensible one on the show. I was so she curious. No, but she's to stir the pod. Maya stirred the pot a lot. But oh, yeah. no one to on onto it because she's just so sweet.
1: <laughs> I was, I was like curious because I was like, how is your you have kids and your husband and everyone's in Miami and you're flying to LA every year to sell houses? That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. And then unfortunately, um, she like miscarried her pregnancy. Yeah, she's a Who's still stillborn yeah, yeah so that's really that's sad. unfortunate i'm happy yeah. she's no longer on the show she can just take time to like recover and not have to also talk about it publicly too because
0: i can only imagine i didn't include that in the show like that is is really sad and it's tragic and yeah I, i'm glad that that was left out of the storyline like just yeah, out of respect do. for her privacy this is something that you just you know you don't need it for the likes you just yeah, like she I think she it.
1: I mean she obviously shared it, but it's at least you have a bit more control. Maybe you can share it well after you you're not it. like yeah. so upset. It it yeah. All right. Now to talk about our well, I don't want to say our fave because we haven't even talked about it yet. But the new you the
0: best for last.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, definitely the best addition to this the show. The new girl, yeah, Kelsey.
0: With her and- crazy accent. <laughs>
1: Okay, can we talk about the accent? Because honestly, people kept all over the timeline. People were like, this is not a British accent. It's not a British accent. I just thought she's like, she's also Nigerian. So I just thought it was like a blend of like two accents. Like we didn't find out, did she always grow up? Did she say she grew up in London?
0: I can't remember. So she grew up in London, but Mm -hmm. she, so she's Nigerian British. Mm -hmm. Because apparently there's a distinct accent there in the UK within the Nigerian community, which I've now learned, but she also has lived in the U.S. for six or seven years. So you take Nigerian, you take the British, you take, you know, American, mix it all together. You're going to get an accent like Chelsea. That literally is confusing because one minute it sounds like, I almost thought for a second she was Australian. When I was listening, I didn't see her face. I was like, is this an Aussie on the show? But then I was like, oh no, she's, she's British, but it's definitely been affected by like her time in the States. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, it is a confusing dialect, but it makes sense. And she's even said to herself, like she saw herself on TV and listened. She's like, well, what kind of accent is that? I didn't realize I sounded like that. So she pokes fun at herself. Yeah. Her accent is a little interesting, but it is clearly British and you know, I don't know why fellow Brits are up in a war about this. I,
1: it just made me think about like how people will say like, oh, you sound so Canadian, but like when I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, we just sound like we're speaking English, but we just have a lit. And then of course, you know, I, I grew up when we moved from Halifax to Toronto, like I grew up in Scarborough. So there's all this like Scarborough slang and just things you say that like, it's clearly not that and like I don't know so I was a little miffed that people were being like she's not British she's not British I'm like dude like yeah I it just get seems over it sounds a little xenophobic to me what so because her accent isn't like the posh like British accent <laughs> that we're used to hearing yeah. like she's not British
0: yeah basically it's like no it's not the Oxford accent get over yourself <laughs> I know so dramatic but okay I really like Chelsea I love her I do like her, the only time I didn't like her was when she was going out at Davina. I was like, what is the point of this? I guess it's just to give her an extra scene. It just seems so like unnecessary. I, she was a bully in that instance. And I'm like, you did not have to go after Davina like that. But I do like her, she is, She. what did she say? She's like, um, I don't plan to struggle in this lifetime which is why I work hard. I 1000% respect that. That's exactly how I feel. That is how my work ethic is like, I don't want to struggle. So I'm going to work really, really hard to make sure that I'm comfortable in this life because you only have one life to live. So my only thing that I didn't like about her was that I felt like for all the money she spent on her outfits,
1: she really wasn't getting the most bang for her buck. And I was surprised because the London girls are normally coming for the North American girls necks. So
0: I thought you were honestly going to say you didn't like her lace fronts. <laughs> I thought her hair was fine for the most part. Really? It looks yeah. so, it, it just wasn't sitting well to me. I could see the lace. I didn't like it. Yeah. That's well, cute. I mean, she
1: spent so much money on like the whole, those all Louis Vuitton outfits. She probably didn't have enough money to do an
0: HD lace. Okay, I don't do lace fronts, but yeah, you know, you know the differences. (laughs) For like a trans, like the actual like skin-like one, because that's really expensive.
1: And then with the pandemic, there's actually been a shortage, so the price has gone up.
0: Well, she should have the money to have a proper lace front. That's why I just told you she spent all her
1: money on those not so great outfits. Like I was
0: closing on fifty million dollar homes. Your commission's going to be like how much? A lot. You can afford a really good lace front. I hope,
1: listen, I felt like, I feel like she has, like maybe, I feel like the stylist on the show probably like went through her outfits, like her wardrobe and was like, okay, wear this, this, and this. As again, as a way to like compliment Christine because she's like Christine's friend on the show, like friend to the show, right? But honest, I've been seeing, I've I've been creeping her Instagram and her outfits are much better on there. So I think it was just, they again were trying to match her to Christine's level so it's like visually like this is Christine's like equal yeah Um, how is
0: it that she literally she closed a deal and didn't even have a desk in the Oppenheim group yet like (laughs) and then you have Davina and Amanda sitting over there like oh no oh my god when she got when they were in the office and then he
1: said we have to give her a desk that was my favorite scene of the whole season, hands down. Really? When she really? when, when she was, when she's like to Jason, like I sold the house, I sold the listing. And then he was like, where's okay, my we have desk? to find you. And she's like, where's my desk? And he's like, yeah, I'm man of my word. The look,
0: oh. Okay, yeah, so the look crazy. between all the other agents was amazing.
1: It was just like the perfect, they should have, honestly, they should have ended it on that scene alone. Like it was so good. It was a perfect amount of tension Cause it's like, not only did she sell something she sold like a really expensive house like not just like a one two million dollar house you were there no what was it like 50
0: million yeah it was like it was a lot like let's a double digit in the double digits yeah it was huge good for her though but I think also I loved it I think another thing
1: that like might help her that the other girls may not have is like her husband's also like a big tech guy She's also yeah. not. She also comes from money, so you also you already know people, and I think you're that's already the, in that circle. You're already yeah. in that circle, so the people you already know and are your friends or acquaintances, that's like the regular price of a house they're buying, anyways,
0: right? Right. Like that one girl she had from the UK. She is the heiress to the sketchers empire, so for her, this is like what, what was it? Maybe twenty million dollar house. She's like, oh, I could add it to my portfolio. Oh, this could be a nice piece, a nice addition. I was like, oh, how lovely. (laughs) Girl, send me just a one, two million
1: so I can buy a house here and I'll be extremely
0: grateful. Oh, I was asked as an investment piece. I was just like, yeah, this is a whole other stratosphere of wealth that Chelsea is working with. But good for her. Like, it's great to see her. And you know what? I'm pretty sure she's coming in guns blazing because she is a Black woman. You know, you have to work 10 times as hard to get your foot just in the door. So you're already gonna come in at the top of your game and then shock everyone and still have to like show that you deserve to be there. This is like, it happens in every industry, every profession, like being a black woman, you have to be not just on your A game, but like triple A game all the time. (laughs) No mistakes. That's why Chelsea has been so successful, I think with her real estate. And that's why, and Jason sees that and he's like, yeah, I want her on my team. He's not dumb. I mean, he's dumb to date shell, but he's not. He's he, that he's was
1: I, as I said, it's a P, a PR relationship. Like they needed another thing for the show, and that just made the most sense. That's true. But I mean, for you to be meeting Chelsea and her husband. Also, I thought her and her husband were so cute. She's like, I need you to talk. They me are now.
0: cute. They, <laughs> like, they are cute. They're cute together.
1: They're so cute. I was, she's like, I just need you to make me look good. He's like, I could do that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you can tell he's he is like her cheerleader, which is nice.
1: Yeah, so, and you probably
0: like, listen, if she sells a couple houses, that's
1: less budget on me for these shoes, because the way my girl was Versace down to the socks, I was like,
0: well, dang, girl, like, did you get everything at the store? Everything was brand, I was like, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, but I, again, like, I was surprised by some of the choices, because I'm like, for someone who has so much money, like, okay, like, Christine being tacky makes sense,
0: because she didn't, she doesn't.
1: She didn't really come, come for money, yeah. but I but feel like
0: else, Chelsea. Yeah. If you look at her Instagram, the outfits look much more- uh, Aligned. <laughs> they just look better. Yeah. And not um, so loud and like tacky. Like, remember the gold dress she wore? I was like, girl, how are you wearing a gold, a, a nightclub dress out to the office? Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, what is this? But, but oh man,
1: Christine had- um, my favorite look of Christine's from the season there were two looks I really liked it was um the like lilac suit that looked really good Oh yeah that looked good and yeah. then I really liked when she wore the um is this like you'll be surprised that like Chanel like jean dress I thought that was really cute it's like blue it's like, cute
0: it was just a cute look she from her. had her tactical purses, of course, that don't hold it The anything. only thing
1: I feel like, and so this is where I think the other girls too, like sh- they kind of show themselves because again, as like they're always going after, Christine's going after them, so they're always retaliating. But I also feel like they secretly try to copy her and it just never translates because Emma also had like extensions in, but they weren't even blended. I'm like, girl, if you're going oh, to no, extensions,
0: you need to call it Christine's hurts. people. Don't be trying to come for... Her- that is one thing, Christine. Christine looks good. Like her makeup's on point, hair is on point. The weave that she has is amazing. I was like, Christine probably goes into the hood and has a girl there who hooks her up because that weave looks immaculate. Because I don't know if she you knows-
1: remember from like bad weaves in real life. So Angelina Jolie was like at some red carpet and someone did like some clip-ins or some tape and the cut, the, the demarcation between her hair and the extension was so... Like, it was like a line. And I was like, you have Angelina Jolie having her, like, I can see she has clip-ins in, really? Y'all are trash. Like, you're just trash at your job. Like, the the mediocrity for some people, it just irks (laughs) my soul so much. It's like, white people are able
0: to get away with so much. Right? (laughs) Like, I'm no, sorry, our hair salons, I'm like, excuse me, this needs to be blended to a T. No we had an obvious <laughs> weave. Okay. Real, that weave should look so good that even your partner is like, is that real? Or is that your like? That's how good it should be. And all your girlfriends should be like, is that really your hair, or is it not your hair? Like that. Even though, even though it. you had a bob the day before, they should be looking at you exactly. like, oh, it her? should look. Christine every hair is laid in place perfectly so kudos to Christine her weave game is strong and no fault there and everyone else can take take tips from her especially I know yeah
1: I mean even um yeah Emma I'm like girl you need some help Amanda's hair was weird this season too I was like she's
0: had some cute hairstyles though in the past but yeah I think this season it was just all Christine being toxic and then Chelsea's accent. That was basically the two, the two stars of the show. I am looking forward to next season and seeing the homes that Chelsea brings. I just love these homes. These homes are beautiful. I don't have 50 million, so I can't be calling Chelsea, but if I did, you know, I probably wouldn't buy in Toronto anyways. It's overpriced. Dude, <laughs> if at
1: least when you pay like two million dollars in LA, you're getting a really, really nice house.
0: You're getting a gorgeous home. In, in LA. You, you pay for $10 million house.
1: here, you get what? Like a split you
0: get a half level. house.
1: You get a half house.
0: You get a semi-detached house, dude. You get a luxury of sharing just one wall with somebody, not two walls. <laughs> That's what you get in Toronto. <laughs> and not even a driveway you, well you might get like a driving pad maybe if you're lucky if you're on the right side of the street but that's a whole other thing I yeah I was looking at these homes in LA and I was just like wow Canada is just crazy but anyways you guys season five is ended from Selling Sunset I think my notes from this season is that next
1: season they better come with something good Christine's no longer listed on the website and she started her own like app with her husband where you can buy property with cryptocurrency interesting so I think she's off the show I actually would prefer a show with just Christine and like her friends if you will like quote unquote yeah but like it would just be like so like you know what I mean like it would be like the the friends and the reality tv show way right like her and chelsea oh, like they're not big act- i don't think they're actual friends friends but like you know acquaintances yeah. but friends for the show i think a yeah. show like that would be way more interesting um i think selling sunset if they want it to stay as like a show that people really enjoy after this season i think after this season it would be good just to have them follow a new group of people all together um but at the very least if they have a second a sixth season was this season six or season five this is five so season yeah, six. Yeah. so after season six they need to just start again with a whole new cast because it's just getting tired
0: or they dive into people's stories a bit more because there's definitely there's gonna be something with like emma and that pool boy slash construction guy <laughs> I call him pool boy. and then mary and romaine like i think mary and romaine there's a lot that could be going on there and then you throw in like the triangle with jason that could be something really good. Like Jason confesses his like long love for Mary, which we all know is still there. And then Romaine gets mad and like curses in French and stomps around, but then can't really do anything. I don't know, we'll see, but I can't wait for season six. I can't wait for more homes and just like, you know. Do you think they'll be like, remember there was that
1: like other spinoff, like Selling Miami. Do you think they'll do another spinoff
0: again? I don't know. They could do selling Atlanta. The homes in Atlanta are gorgeous and like palatial, um, and the agents there, I'm I'm for sure, would have better weaves than the ones in selling Tampa. And I'll oh, well, was selling Tampa. My bad. Oh. I did not enjoy selling Tampa. That was just boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: All right. So we've reached the bottom of our bottomless mimosas.
0: Who knew there was a bottom? Apparently there is, and we will catch you on the next episode of Resting Brunch Face. Ciao. Ciao.